uh, why do I always want to be a British person? Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> it's not appropriate. <laughs> it's like Dick Van Dyke. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> no English. Hello, governor. <laughs> Welcome. Hey mamas, we are back with another episode of Go Ahead Mama, and I'm so excited, Kate's back with me, I miss you Kate, give me a hug, give me a ritual hug. Mm, oh, Skype hugs. Oh, Skype hugs. Skype hugs. Alright, we are talking about our bodies, per usual, we like to talk about our bodies, but this yeah. is important, because like Kate's going through pregnancy, and there's just so much going on, and just need to self-care, and all that stuff, or just the fallacy of self-care, so... Kate, loop us in. Where are you right now? How are you feeling? Give us your body update. Yeah. So, you know, first off on, on like where I am pregnancy wise, this pregnancy is so much harder than the last one. Ooh, last time I, love I felt you like I was like, yeah, I was like <laughs> dancing through meadows. I was rolling my eyes at you. Yeah, I know. You were, you were not on, we were not on the level in first pregnancy. I was like, I don't know why you guys think this is so hard. I'm just going to wear this baby doll dress and lounge in the sun. I am so cute. Oh my God. I'm so cute. And this time, um, you know, I'm still, I'm still pretty cute. You're so cute. (laughs) But I feel like I've been, um, put through a washing machine every morning when I woke up, wake up. Uh, it's just like, I have like all kinds of pinched nerve stuff and, you know, it's just like, literally I'm just always in pain. Okay. So yeah, I have even, even in that first statement, I've got questions already. Well, thoughts. Give it to me. Do you know what I, you know what I think is crazy i've totally forgot that feeling of you say like you've been pulled out of a washing machine you're just tired do you, are you accepting yeah. that that's pregnancy or are you fighting and pretending that it's something else because i was always like oh i can do something to make myself feel better oh um well okay so there's like two levels of how i'm operating and one is like when i'm consciously thinking about it and i'm like you are carrying 40 extra pounds of weight um, cause that's how I roll in pregnancy. Uh, <laughs> um, of course you can't do things. You need to chill out, like accept your limitations. And then, you know, I get into my daily swing of things and I'm like, of course I can like go with my family to the art museum and walk around for an hour and a half. Like, of course I can also run between three different buildings to get to meetings all day and then, you know, still, like, have some, you know, kid friends over for dinner. Like, of course I can do. And then I get halfway through these things and conscious (laughs) me comes up and is like, you're an idiot. This is going to get worse. Like, this, you feel that? That's going to get so much worse. Mm. Stop. Stop. And it always gets worse in the middle of the night. And then I, like, wake up at 1 a.m. And I am, like, crying half because it actually hurts and half because I'm, like, there's no way I'm falling back to sleep because 
my arm is all crazy. So what you're saying is that you're not floating on clouds right now. <laughs> yeah. I, we are a two child household. Oh, permanently. Um, but you know, it, it has made me think a lot about like self care and the way people talk about self care. Um, and you know, part of it is like that, that initial level, the kind of like YouTube video, like Glossier version of self care where it's like, okay, do I actually take care of time for myself? You know, do I have these rituals where, um, you know, I apply my moisturizer thoroughly and like luxuriate in, in time to like think about my body. And, um, and I feel like just from existing on social media and in like a capitalist world, that's where I've kind of seen like that's where my idea of self-care has gone like gotten limited to kind of that view okay um well I want to back check a little bit Kate so what 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 definition like give me a little bit more of this definition of self-care though yeah so it's like basically you know self-care that works really well as a driver of consumption okay So self-care as, like, if I buy this product, it will make me feel like a fancy, nice lady. And then, (laughs) like, I can take, you know, 15 minutes into my routine and that'll, like, help me slow down. And if I combine that with my meditation app that I pay for, (laughs) or either through advertising or directly, then, like... And, and my yoga classes that I pay for, then I don't have to worry about any other things going on in the world or choices I'm making because, like, that, that's the self-care that I have bought for myself. So you're rejecting um, this. I, I'm not totally rejecting it. Like, I, you know, I like nice shit. No, well, we I, know that. I buy things. <laughs> that I meditation app things. is not going anywhere, Kate. We know yeah. this. Oh, no. Oh, I'm terrible at meditation. I'm so bad at it. But, uh... <laughs> But, you know, mostly, like, I, it just got to the point where with it, when anyone said something about self-care, it was just like, it's just shopping. It's just, like, shopping, but more time-demanding. That is what you're asking me for. <laughs> you're it's like, so fucking skip frustrating. the self-care and replace it with its original term, which is retail therapy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I'm just going to buy some shoes, because fuck y'all. So what do you but, want it to look like? So I really loved the interview you did with Rachel because it kind of brought it back for me to like why self-care actually matters, you know, yeah. like that, that like we live in a world where the vast majority of people and especially women just like are constantly beaten down like physically, emotionally, psychologically, there is no space for you to give any attention to how you are actually functioning and feeling beyond just like serving other people. So, you know, it's funny that you say that because I'm not sure if you had a chance to check out, but she did like a follow-up Mother's Day article about the image of of, uh, single moms. And she's been getting a lot of pushback because she physically looks together Mm -hmm. as though 
that's not the way a woman that is a single mom should look. So because she's together, that's in some way wrong. So I'm interested in like this idea that like in her case, self-care is almost like backfiring a little bit. That's so interesting. I haven't seen that one. Yeah. I, I like, I'm totally going to read that. Let's put it, we'll put it up on, um, on our site. Uh, so the listeners can, can get to it, but yeah, that really rings weird. That rings bells for me. Cause my mom, um, you know, my mom was a single mom. She worked full time. Uh, she was a flight attendant and she had to have like, her appearance was based largely on necessity. Like she had to have her nails done. She had to wear makeup. Like she's also just naturally like one of the most beautiful women in the world. No. Love you, mom. We love um, mom. We love mom. But with Rachel, it's the same way, you know, like her work requires her to be the face of, you know, of her project and to be an author. And so, yeah, this feels like a real damned if you do damned if you don't situation. Yeah, because I'm even, I, the reason why I thought about it is because it's almost like, in that case, self-care is not even, it's almost a necessity, right? So how are we redefining self-care? Is it is it more than just getting your hair done, nails done, everything did, right? Like, maybe it's, what is it then? Yeah. Yeah, and I think one thing that that talking, you know, listening to Rachel and also my own recent experience with just physical pain has brought home is that, you know, self-care is partly like taking, taking time for those things that are important to you that otherwise go by the wayside, you know, like, like taking care of your skin and your hair and, and making sure you feel, you know, you feel your version of beautiful. But part of it is also like actually figuring out what those things are, you know, mentally trying to separate like, okay, this is important for my job or for me working in the world. Like I have to look a certain way, separating that out for, from like, this is important to me. This makes me feel good. Um, just because it's like either physically makes me feel good, um, or makes me feel, you know, like I have some control and like, I have some like basic energy to apply to myself. Um, And then there's the other stuff, which is so hard to separate out is like, what am I doing for other people that I don't need to be doing? Mm, So it's almost like uh, part of it is the, the acceleration and the expansion of things you love and the reduction of the other craft is like the reduction of things that you don't need to be doing. Yeah, exactly. Like I have accepted that I just don't care about painting my nails. Like I love looking at other people's manicures. I have these two coworkers who have like the most beautiful nails in the world. And every time I see them, I'm like, you're magical. You've got some, you've You've got got like like, insane hot pink stiletto nails right now. And like, you've got some kind of crazy ass nail art that's like geometric. And I don't know. I like looking at their hands and every time I get a manicure, I'm like, well, that was a fucking waste of time and money. And I just don't care that much. Like, I just don't care. And being able to, like, let that go and be like, if I want to paint my nails at some point in the future, that's fine. But right now, it's just like, it's not, it doesn't make me feel more put together. It doesn't give me, like, some sort of psychological or physical comfort. So, like, 
cut it out. So know? I have like, I'm, I almost feel like I need to take notes, Kate, cause you're like pinging things off of my brain. So two things are going to put them up top. Um, Bruno Mars, Tiffany Dufo. Okay. We're going to do them in reverse yeah. order. So, you, I just, I just read, uh, drop the ball by Tiffany Dufu and I told you about it and I'm, I'm, I'm amazed that you're pulling all these things cause you're clearly brilliant because I had to read her book to figure out some of the stuff that you're saying. And it was <laughs> like just the notion of if you don't like doing your nails, ignoring the notion that self-care is doing your nails is a good thing for you to do. Right. Because that yeah. doesn't help you. It only adds a stressor. So it's not really self-care. Um, and knowing what care means for you is going to be the first the first step towards anything that will be beneficial, right? So basically what I just said is, Kate, we need to write a book because you're brilliant, just like Tiffany <laughs> Dufu, okay? <laughs> Tiffany Dufu is brilliant. Get the on the show. We heart you. Um, so you. there's also the, the Bruno Mars concept, right? Because... yes. I too am fine with a clear nail polish, right? I don't need anything elaborate as long as they look neat and clean. But I had been really bogged down emotionally just with everything. Um, and, and again, life is good, but just sometimes I'm over, I overwhelm myself my, by my own doing. And with all the things that you noted, like appearance and um, reduction of unnecessary things, for me, it's a sense of freedom that I'm realizing that I need. So, you know, we've always talked about um, my carnival experiences. That was a freeing experience, and that's very important to me. And dance has always been that thing. So I've been looking at these Bruno Mars tickets for like, damn near six months like I'm not spending that money I'm a grown-up now I don't need to be giving Bruno <laughs> Mars my money but every day I come home and I'm like put your pinky rings up to the moon and I'm just like I really gotta go see this dude right <laughs> so you were the one that was just like you need to do something for yourself I don't care what it is Danielle but you need to do it and I bought those this tickets. was your homework that this was, was your homework. homework listen listeners if you think Kate just loves me for my good looks she actually gives me homework and if I don't do it <laughs> It's like worse than a nun with a switch. Like I'm really, really pissed. Right. So I did my homework. I gave Bruno Mars some of my hard earned money and (laughs) I said, I'm going to do this. And Kate, I just have to publicly thank you because I needed that push. I, you know, Doug pushed me to do it. You pushed me to do it. And it was the most in to use your word magical experience right it is in that moment of finding the thing that you love like I was in there I knew all the words I was like dancing I looked cute and it was just freeing and for me that is so exciting to hear you define self-care in that way because that's what self-care was for me I needed that and the fact that I hadn't had it for so long was was partly probably predominantly why I was feeling drained you know, that that yeah. was it. So I could have taken the advice of some other people and gone and just did my nails. Right. Or gone to a salon and did my hair. And yeah, I like doing those things when I do them, but it would not have filled me up the way going to that show did for me. So yeah. again, wrapping up my thoughts, um, shout out to Kate and Douglas for like supporting me and going to Bruno Mars uh, and shout out for Bruno Mars to come in to England because you rock. And that concert was fire. Okay. He's and so tiny. He's so, he's so tiny. He's like a cute. mini ball of swag. But Just this is for another show. He's moving. We oh my him. gosh. Every step is like a pop. Okay. Back to your serious conversation. But yes, self-care defined yeah. by you is so important. Yeah. Yeah. And being able to self-define it. And 
Another thing, just to bring it back a little more seriously, like another thing that drives me crazy about kind of the, um, you know, the buy something version of self-care is that that, um, you know, it glosses over the fact that most women don't have the space to actually figure out what self-care would mean for them. Um, like you either just don't on a practical level have the time or energy to actually like think about how you're feeling day to day. Like if you're, yeah, exactly. If you're working two jobs and you don't have a partner who is helping you with these children, like you You do not have five Bruno Mars. No, (laughs) you're not not. even, you're not even thinking about like, do I want to go to Bruno Mars? Maybe if you have a half an hour, you're like, I guess I'm, I guess I'm going to try and do my hair. Like, I guess I'm going to try and do something like something, anything that is just like a basic, basic self-attentive action because you don't have the time to like dedicate to trying to like figure out what is actually going on. And, and the way this is registered for me is physical, like the physical pain. Yeah. Like I ignored it for the longest time and was just like, I just should go back to yoga. Like Mm. I should walk more, you know, No, Um, more like I should sit my ass down. Yeah. Or, you know, what it really was for me is like, I needed to go to a doctor. Like it felt different. And I was just being telling myself like every pregnancy is different. It's fine. You know, I, when I went into my OB, she was like, Oh yeah, that sucks. And that was kind of the full stop. Um, And so I just told myself it wasn't a problem. Uh, and it wasn't until months later when things really hit, sh- like shit hit the fan and I couldn't like physically make it through a day in the office that I finally figured out, um, you know, physical therapy and like going to a chiropractor and all of that shit that I don't want to deal with. And I want to make it clear, like I am one of the top 10% of humans on the face of the earth when it comes to easy access to like healthcare and having a supportive spouse like it is easier for me than pretty much anybody on earth who has to work for a living yeah but you, but, um, you, but your point is well taken that if it's hard for you imagine what it's like for other people yeah exactly and i think you know again i think back to my mom who was working full time and like she Um, she slipped a disc when I was in middle school and while she was at work and got denied workers comp for the longest time they fought her on it. Uh, and so she just like went back to work and couldn't afford, like she went to a chiropractor a couple times, but like we couldn't afford for her to miss work and we like couldn't afford medical bills like that, that weren't covered. And so she just like played through. And I know that like that had really long-term impacts on her. And that's just the big one. Like that's, that doesn't even count the like day-to-day stuff that I'm sure, you know, everybody, everybody can think back to their mom and be like, oh yeah, these are times when I'm pretty sure she was experiencing like serious pain. And she just was like, I'm just going to get dressed. I'm going to like put on some extra blush and I'm going to pick my kids up. Because if you look good, you feel good, right? Yeah, exactly. And and that's, like, the whole message of, like, fake it till you make it and, like, look good to feel good is great 
as like a practical tool, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's jumped from being a practical tool to like, it is right and just that like women should be doing this, yeah. which is fucked. Like women should have access to healthcare. Women should have like partners who are like raised as like supportive or women. Exactly. Yeah. Like who are raised to look around them and see that like the mother of their children is struggling and to know how to ask how they can be more supportive. Like this is, this is my problem with like that, the whole self-care uh, like industry is the pressure it put, picks on puts on women to fix themselves in ways that they don't fundamentally have control over, like to put a bandaid on it so that you can keep going. Like, mm. which you have, you have to do, like, you have to do that. Um, do you? That's a great question. I mean, women certainly do. Well, here's the thing. They do, and we have been socialized to do so, um, almost to the point where, you know, we have conversations all the time where it's just like, I don't feel strong enough. I don't feel, you know, powerful enough. And you're like, why? Well, because I didn't do X, Y, Z, TUV, right? Like, I didn't do all of these things on the yeah. list. And then when you kind of come back to reality, you're like, wait, that was, that was, you were already setting yourself up to feel like a failure, right? Because the yeah. expectations are different because you have not been socialized to take a break and to yeah. go to the doctor. And I think that, you know, one of the things that as you were talking about your experience and your mom, even as I sit here today, again, I believe myself to be um, one of these top percentile people that have a supportive partner, solid education, um, things of that nature. The, I had been socialized into healthcare as a luxury my entire life. So when you get to a place where you do have resources, some people out there might have been a little bit more, you know, it might not have been as much of a culture shock and they kind of run with it and they're like, yo, I've got healthcare, now I'm going to do everything. For me, it wasn't the case. And I totally uh, relate to the fact that, no, the first answer has never been go to the doctor. Even when I live in a country with universal health care, like you should see me like <laughs> raising my hands. I'm like, this is such bullshit. Like, <laughs> like there is actually no yeah. reason. Yeah, it's, like you can just you can just go, right? I mean, yeah, there you can. There are there are caveats there, but for the most part, you can just go to your GP and and tell them what's going on, and they'll refer you and blah 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 blah. But there's no fees attached, um, yeah. especially in the you know in, in the yeah for the most part there aren't. So. I say that because it is a, it, it is a, we're socialized to think in a certain way. And especially when you come from certain environments like ours, it is not easy to, you can't just assume that this well put together person next to you is just going to do all the things you assume that they should do. Like there's a lot of cultural bias, there's um, socioeconomic bias, there's like all these things that put you in a place where, no, my first go-to is not, I'm going to go to the doctor. You know, and I'm looking at you, Kate, and there's nothing about you, if I didn't know you as my friend, that would suggest that you wouldn't go to the doctor, you know? Um, So this also goes back into when you talk about self-care, it's both an independent action, but it's how you support the people around you um, as well, because the people around you have to know that Kate's not that person in order to urge you to do that. Yeah. And just talking about it. And, and another thing is like how discouraging it can be to seek help 
and mm. not get it. But, okay. That's just uh, a little bit too deep because that, <laughs> like I say that, oof. you say that and I'm like, wait, we're out here feeling something that hasn't even happened to us, right? Like, mm. well, I feel like there's, mul- there's multiple levels. Like there's, there's not being able, like not having health coverage or not having access to doctors at all. But there's also, I think, like across the board, socioeconomically for women, um, there's like a real bias, especially around pregnancy of like, well, the baby's healthy, so you're okay. Like you go yeah. in and you're like, like, I like my child is three years old and I still pee when I sneeze. Mm. And like lots of women get the answer of like, that's a bummer. Mm. You Welcome know, that's to a motherhood sucker. Really, really Kate. That's a really good point. And something that, it, you know, people are starting to talk about, but in the in the current climate, it's you know the conversation is just can we get some healthcare? You know, yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah like exactly. The baseline, like, but then you're right. Like there is that component where it's like, why are certain physical challenges just accepted as oh that's just part of the the hat that you wear now? And that's yeah. not that's not really the way we should be talking about it. I think that's a really awesome point, Kate, because. Even with us talking about it, we sometimes, you know, can get into the habit of breastfeeding hurts like shit. I guess that's just part of the process. No, bitch, that's not a part of the process. <laughs> you need to know better. You need to know better. You need to do better, right? Like, and if you don't have people around you that say that, though, you're going to hear other mothers who you are looking to for support say that's just what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, it's so understandable that, like, other moms or writers or like anybody you feel like you want to help somehow you don't want to tell people like go to your doctor if you know best case scenario they might get kind of like gaslighted into thinking that it's the problems with their in their head or you know even more likely like that that's not accessible in the first place. Like going to the doctor is a luxury. Mm. And so it totally makes sense that people fall back on like, uh, uh, do some yoga. (laughs) (laughs) Meditate for 10 minutes. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. What, what are we actually, because we're highlighting a a real issue, which I think is is so important. And Kate, uh, you know, when we first talked about this, I was like, I don't know where she's going with this, but I trust her. Um, <laughs> but, but I think you're so right. So if, if, if you shouldn't, if, if we're not advocating for not buying into self-care, are we, what are we advocating? I guess, for? I guess I, my, what I try to remind myself is that like self-care is much broader than like my cuticles like Mm -hmm. self-care need needs to include things like making sure that you know I don't feel like a mess um that I feel like I have control over like my body and my life but that's not the end and also like like self-care across all women I don't I'd also argue, oh, well, not, I don't have to argue because I'm sure you'll agree with me, that self-care is also ex- being able to say that those things are falling apart. Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, actually identifying what what the things are that 
are falling, like being honest with yourself, even, you know, even if there are barriers to you taking care of yourself, not just saying like, well, here's the Band-Aid, call it a day. Like the Band-Aid's important. Like women need that. You, You need to have something to make you feel better in the short term. But like, don't let that be like, you know, the like lotus eater situation where you use that to convince yourself like Mm -hmm. that nothing else is a problem yeah and you know you know my 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 go-to place is honesty and authenticity and i think if we can get more women and well if we get more women at large that would be epic but right now if we can just focus on the moms um and get them to just be more honest about how unique their experience is and to be unapologetic. You know, I came across someone that I met recently and she was talking um, very candidly about, you know, she was having another baby very close in age to her previous and she was trying to talk to her mom about it. And her mom gave her this, uh, and, and both both her mother and this woman are, are extremely religious, but the mother gave her the, uh, well, you know, just kind of like look to God and you'll find the answer response. And what I thought what I thought was very telling is that knowing that this woman is also extremely re- religious and her response to that was like, but mom, practically, how am I supposed to do this? How is this going to affect my life? Like, I'm looking for answers. Jesus is real, but I need you to tell me, <laughs> you know, what is going on, right? Jesus is real. You're my mom. Yeah. And I just yeah. thought that was so powerful because it was like, yes, she, she both her and her mother are on the same wavelength when it comes to spirituality. But she was really looking to that previous generation to tell her how this shit was going to all work out and how she was supposed yeah. to feel and even not supposed to feel how could she be okay with what she was feeling and not having that support was very um, jarring to her. And and I think the other thing I want to be very clear about it, this example, you know, not giving any names away or anything like that, but the mother isn't particularly callous or cold, you know, like it's very easy for us to to say, Oh, well, that's just a a unique example of a mom who just isn't emotionally connected. Right. Some women just don't know how to talk about what they experienced. Yeah. And, and, you know, in some ways, like the more you've been through, the more you have suffered without support, the more used to that pain you are, the more you're like, you don't even register it as a problem. It's just like, oh, you know, just like think about something else, like flip the record. Um, And so it's, it is hard because like, you know, like there's, you're either talking to someone who hasn't had the experience or you're talking to someone who like is so used to suppressing the experience, you know? Yeah. I am. Yeah. This is, you know, I, I I wanted to update you about like how um, the breastfeeding has been going and all that stuff, because I know we were talking about body in general, but this has just been, eye-opening for me and how I'm viewing self-care and I I, going back to a point you made earlier uh, so as an update I am still breastfeeding at um, 12 months today and a lot of it is due to the the lack of time to think about what effect it's having on me or thinking about it in terms of well it's best for her 
I don't have time to think about what's best for me. So let's just go with what's best for her. And it's not, I'm not complaining. You know, it's not, my nipples aren't bleeding anymore. You know, it, it's a very different experience. <laughs> the baseline. <laughs> my nipples aren't bleeding anymore. Oh, God. Well, I know I'm telling you, listen, this is, I'm always honest <laughs> about where I am. Um, but it, it, it's all factored in, you know, if you're thinking about people that, you know, whether or not you have access to health care or how we go about this process of care, self-care, it's just really interesting to kind of see myself as someone that's an advocate for these things and, and very passionate about it. It's still falling default to, it's just moving all really fast and I don't have time, so I'll just think about it when I have a chance and that chance rarely shows its face. So one of the things I'm going to challenge myself, uh, which I know you're going to ask me about in probably a week or two, <laughs> is to, to make <laughs> make the time. I feel like that's the yeah. The reality is that you just have to make the time to think about what exactly is going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then making the time on top of that to actually fix it. Like... Baby steps, Kate. Damn it. Just oh. one step at a time. You uh, okay. Sprinting. Okay. First stop. <laughs> First step. Take a moment. Um, what is fucking you up? <laughs> before we wrap up, though, I need you to, to do some homework, too. Um, I know that you've made some doctor's appointments. Um, we're in the last leg now of of uh, baby baby coming through. You know, trimester three. Here we are. What else are we going to follow up with you about? How can how can you be supported, Kate? I need to keep going to these doctor's appointments. I also think my homework is making sure that I don't see the doctor's appointment as like an end in itself where I'm mm. like, well, glad I figured that out. <laughs> Everything's fine. Like my like still feels like I'm sitting on knives all the time, no. but uh, yeah. But I'm going to the doctor, so it's cool. Yeah, um, I need to say. keep. <laughs> yeah, I got to do what they say. I got to keep talking to like my manager and my coworkers, and making sure that like you know I'm protecting myself and not like you know not. I don't particularly feel like sharing my whole details of my life with my employers. I just save that for the internet. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, I, you know, I do want to make sure that, like, I am communicating where I need help. Mm. I'm really bad about that. That is my number one, number one thing that I don't, <laughs> I don't which, do, but, that which, I need to do. Which, again, is not something that I'm sure is unique to you. But, you know, everybody else needs to find their, their version of Danielle or Kate to remind us that, hey, you know, let's make a list of areas you need help with so that we can follow up. But, okay, even dropping, On that like, note. I know, I'm like, you're out here dropping knowledge right before your next doctor's <laughs> appointment, okay? Yes, I am, in fact, headed to a doctor's appointment right now. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. Well, yeah, problem solved. Mamas, if you have <laughs> other ideas about what self-care looks like or examples of what self-care looks like for you, as always, we want to hear from you. We want to know. Um, yeah, so, so send us a message. But until next time... See you later, mamas. Bye, mamas. Hey, mamas. Did you like the show? We hope you did. And if you did, 
please go to Apple Podcasts right now and give us a five-star review. And give us a like on Facebook or follow us on Twitter, all at GoHeadMama. Check out our website, www.goheadmama.com, for all the things that we're thinking in our head but haven't said in our podcast. And if there's anything that we can be doing better or topics that you'd like to hear, give us an email at letstalkmamacita at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear from you, mamas. Love yourself.